Hey everyone, Coatsy here. Before we get started, I just want to let you know the best place to keep updated with the show is on our Discord. This is where we give all of our updates and talk everything MDAD. So click the link in the episode description and keep updated. Right, let's get on with it. Welcome to episode 7 of Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rise, a Pokemon role-playing adventure and a tale of two young trainers and their journey together through the Yume region. I'm Coatsy and I am your Pokemon Dungeon Master. I'm Jack, I play Felix, who is a shy but stubborn boy who is questioning his own sanity after seeing a Mudslap <laughs> breathe fire and then disappear in the <laughs> <laughs> Just a little something about Felix. Um, he carries with him a Swiss Army knife at all times, which is a bit of a family heirloom, um, as it is actually made from the bones of his family's first Torterra. Ooh. What, like the shell of it? Or what's the knife bit made No, the from? actual... It's not a steel type. The actual bones. Yeah, but what? The, the, <laughs> what, the a blade? bone knife. The, it's yeah, a bone, bone knife. knife. What, on yeah. a, a bone knife. It flicks over as well. It's a little flick knife. Jesus. Who's, who's Felix planning it's on dark. shipping? Better not be Chuck. It's just... <laughs> you watch it. Sleep with one eye open. Watch, his, wow. watch yourself in your sleep. Yeah. Sleep with one eye open. God, he'd better win this gym battle. <laughs> yeah. Just, just Monty just sleeping on the floor. Ball, knife Monty. Just like in prison. Are you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris. I play Chuck. He's the son of a nurse joy who moved from Pewter City to the Yume region something not as dark about Chuck, he actually only has, well he has one foot slightly shorter than the other. There, it's one size difference, so he actually has to buy two pairs of shoes in one go. <laughs> that screams Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> just bumbling around with one foot slightly bigger than the other. Oh, what? Brilliant. Oh, God, imagine, oh no, I'm not even going to go there. No. <laughs> How much are shoes in the Pokemon region? I don't know, you're the DM. A lot. <laughs> so you can no, not buy and choose then, okay. 5,000 5, pokey yen. Jesus. I can picture it being due to an accident through Chuck's own clumsiness as well. Yeah, like he had normal feet up until he was about five and then he just tripped over himself okay. and chopped him. Or maybe I'll, I'll keep that for another fact as, as to how it happened. <laughs> how he's ended up with one foot slightly shorter than the other. Right, so we had a bit of a um, eventful episode last time. So I'll I'll some stuff happened yeah I'll I'll cover it this time go on then thanks that's fine don't you worry about it thanks, so mate. we arrived at Greenwood Town in Greenwood Forest I hope you all enjoyed my creativity on that one and we went straight to the Pokemon Center where Chuck meets his cousin Nurse Joy and her Hippony eager to go and take on the gym. Uh, you raced there, but on the way, you came across a commotion at the Prancing Ponita, the local tavern. Love that. Where uh, a man had broken a poffin cart and was being thrown out the pub, uh, and neither of you were allowed in until it all sorted itself out. So we gave up on that, thankfully, because I hadn't <laughs> written that bit yet. Um, <laughs> uh, and you headed off to the gym where you met a very nice Australian man bit of a bloody <laughs> behind, legend behind the reception who set you up for the gym battle but let you know that monty wasn't actually there because he was sorting out a commotion in town 
uh, as you were leaving the gym to go and find him, you got, I want to say, assaulted by a monk, but you sort of just walked into each other, really. GBH, I think I'll take it. As- You'll take GBH. <laughs> uh, walked into a monk who had a bit of a problem getting into his temple because, dun-dun-dun, Team Nightmare Big weren't, weren't letting him in. Pesky Team Nightmare. Pesky Team Nightmare. So you followed him there and found two grunts, twins by the name of Mary-Kate and Ashley, and uh, we finished off with a battle against their two ghastly, which ended in Munchlax metronoming his way through the fight <laughs> with a fire blast and a fly. What a man. What an absolute boy. Is going to go down as one of my favourite things that has ever happened in this podcast for the whole thing, I think. If we ever do a highlights reel, that is going to be number one. Easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm never getting rid of Metronome. I don't <laughs> care what level, if he evolves. <laughs> Boomer uh, was extremely jealous in that fire blast as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, seriously? Yeah, because you can't even pull an ember off half the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, we've got a lot coming up in this episode. Um, hopefully, we're going to get to where we want to get to, but we'll see what you two do. And, uh, yeah, let's crack on with it. Are we Are we going to find out anything to do with the symbol or the tattoos? As, as much as I can, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's about right. Maybe. Sounds Who knows? Fair. You might find something out. You might as much find... as I can try, I'll try. Hey, look, you're going to have to play it and see. We'll see. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into it. Chuck goes over to Marrow and says, You were awesome back there for a little guy. You really pack a punch. I'm going to call you Sonic from now on if that's all right with you. Sonic. And Marrow nods his head and, uh, and says, Why don't you come back and take a good rest? Okay. And recalls Marrow back to the Pokeball. So in doing so, I'm going to switch him out for uh, for Shinx if I can. Yeah, I do that sure. just on the watch. Yeah, go for it. You can change it on the watch. Cool. Right. So, Cobalt's back in. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Felix goes over to to Munchlax and gives him a little pat on the head and strokes him and says, "Yeah, I, I, di- I didn't know Munchlaxes could could do that." And he's kind of kind of speechless. Um, the Munchlax just kind of turns his head at him. Gives him a big goofy smile, um, and then he goes, <laughs> I, I, "You disappeared into nothing, like a magician of." Do you know what? I think I'm going to call you Houdini from now on. Houdini. So he's now called Houdini. Houdini the Munchlax. Amazing. Houdini. <laughs> Houdini. Okay, so you've beaten Mary Kate and Ashley. What do you want to do now? Cool. Um, so I guess we, after the initial kind of clean up after the battle, we turn to the monk that we're with and what was his name? Monk Wang. Yeah, Monk Wang. Uh, and kind of say to him, so uh, can we go in now? So Wang nods and gestures inside the last Tory gate. Um, Mary Kate and Ashley are sort of sat underneath it, just crying at their loss, uh, not really paying attention to what you're doing anymore. And he says, what about them? Yeah, let's just rush past them. Phoenix nods. Okay. So you come to an open clearing. The first thing that takes your eyes, the bright flowers that cover the ground in all sorts of colours, with Combi and Beautifly flying around from flower to flower and flying off back to the trees. There's space between the flowers that makes a path. To the left of the clearing, you see a small wooden temple. 
You can smell incense burning and you can hear the soft sound of wind chimes. To the right of the clearing, and you are suddenly amazed that you didn't notice it first, you see a large stone statue of a mouse-like Pokemon with a long tail. You recognise the statue, but you're not sure where from. In front of the statue are two men with their backs to you. One, much older, with a bald head, wearing a blue robe, much like the monk you bumped into outside the gym. The second, a younger looking man with bright blue hair and a long black coat stands next to him. Okay. Okay. Um, is the monk reacting at all or what's what's going on here? Uh, give me a perception check. 10. Mm. 11. He's not really reacting to anything. They're both just stood there. <laughs> right, Brilliant. Great. <laughs> Arguing or anything? We don't know. Okay, as, as far as you can tell, they're just stood there having a conversation. Nothing like else is happening. Okay, I'm going to ask the monk, um, what's going on? Why was it such a hurry to get into the temple? Which monk are you asking? The one we were with. Monk Wang. Wang. Monk Wang. Yeah. Wang turns to you and says, This is my home. They wouldn't let me in. What else was I supposed to do? I came back and they said their master wasn't to be disturbed and they just wouldn't let me in. Okay. Well, considering they were trying to stop us and said he wasn't to be disturbed, I think we should disturb him. Right, okay. Um, so I think we should go up to them and say, Hey, why aren't you letting people into the temple? What's going on here? As you approach, they both notice you. The man with the blue hair continues his conversation. It's amazing how over time tales change. Details are lost and soon lose all meaning. The guardian of the forest? Why would Mew guard the forest? You people really have no idea what you're even worshipping. Master Lee replies, It's like you want there to be more to the tale. For generations we've tended the gardens of the guardian, making offerings for safe passage, not just for us but for others. Mew was the first, and it made the forest its home. Sig turns to Master Lee. Not the first, but close. I see we have some unexpected visitors. You managed to get past the twins, impressive. And he smiles and turns back to the monk. You need to look a little closer at your history books. Suddenly you hear footsteps and Mary-Kate and Ashley run over. Master Sig, Monty's coming! And on that note, it's time to go. I have no desire to turn your garden into a battlefield, monk. And with that, Sig and the twins walk off back towards the town. Still facing the statue, the monk says to both of you, Some people can't see what's right in front of them. Some think they see what they want to see, but without all the pieces to the puzzle, one cannot see the whole picture. The monk bends down and brushes aside some moss covering a rock at the base of the statue and you see the same symbol that is on your arms. It's down at Chuck. You may want to cover that up, young one. And he points towards the symbol on your arm, which is in full view. Chuck says, uh, I, I tried to, or at least I think I did. Um, I'm pretty sure I put a headband over it, but it just disappeared. Maybe pay a bit more attention next <laughs> Can you tell me anything about it? What it means? What is it? He smiles at you and says, The truth always has a way of revealing itself when it's ready. <clears throat> you hear the sound of running footsteps as a young man with green hair, brown chinos and a green leather jacket comes running over. He stops just behind you, bent over panting. Fuck's sake, Monty. Master Lee, I came as soon as I heard. Are you okay? Are they still here? 
Master Lee turns to face him and says, Calm down, Monty. Catch your breath. They've gone. No one is hurt. And if any trouble did kick off, these two fine young men would have helped me, I'm sure. Now, I must go and rest. There's a lot I need to think upon. Master Lee smiles at you both and walks towards the temple. Chuck's just like, yeah, but what about this? He starts waving his arm after him. He just keeps walking towards the temple and he doesn't even turn around. (laughs) Great. Never going to find out. (laughs) No, we're not. Oh, I can't make it that easy for you, can I? Monty stands up straight with one hand on his hip and the other scratching the back of his head. Hi, I'm Monty. I'm the Greenwood gym leader. Thanks for your help back there. The Monks in the Shrine is such a big part of Greenwood's culture, I'd have hated if anything had happened to it. Everyone in the town sort of relies on me to help them out, and fortunately that just means being in two places at once is almost impossible. I got here as soon as I could. Meet me at the gym. I've got a good feeling about you two. Felix gives him a nod. Chuck's just like, yeah, we signed up earlier. We'll see you there. Monty smiles and says, better bring your A-game. I'm not going to take it easy on you just because you help the Monks. (laughs) you stand outside the greenwood gym once more your pokemon healed and ready for battle as you enter the foyer you're once again greeted by the same man wearing a green shirt and sunglasses oh here he comes (laughs) yo champs in the making welcome to the greenwood gym felix says yeah we were here earlier He just looks at you blankly as though he has no idea what you're saying and says, So you're here to take on Monty? (gasps) (coughs) Yeah, we're here to take on the gym. Well, in that case, you're in the right place at the right time. Monty's just got back and he's ready for a battle. Uh, Felix Felix looks at the guy and goes, Can we just hurry this along, please? Awesome! So the challenge is simple. You'll each take on Monty in a 1v1 Pokemon battle. So you'd best choose your partner wisely. As a hint, Monty's a master of the grass-type Pokemon. But trust me, he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve than you'd think. Okay. Right, I think it's pretty obvious who I'm going to choose. Yeah, I thought you might have an easy pick on this one, if I'm being perfectly honest. Although, although, although... Yeah, Felix is is thinking long and hard about this, because his... While he has confidence in his party, he knows... Duke the Breezel is probably not the best pick here, as he's already at a disadvantage when he goes in, despite him having Sonic Boom. Um, so he kind of takes Breezel out of the equation and is thinking. Smart. Um, Houdini? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Houdini did smash those ghastly with a fire blast, so there is the distinct possibility that he could do that again, but obviously with it being random, he's not entirely sure if that would be the best tactic. Um, well... Metronome, yeah, you have got a lot of different options, so you might not necessarily get the one you want. You could also get the one you want. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think Felix has made his mind up. It's his first gym battle. He's going to go in with his uh, with his first Pokemon, so uh, it's going to be Pratchett. Okay, good choice. Yeah, Chuck looks at Boomer and says, what do you reckon? You up for this, gal? She gives him a big old grin. Cool. So the guy behind the counter looks at you and he says, Right, well, there's only one thing to decide now. Which of you is going to go first to face Monty? The other one can either wait here or go to the stands and watch. Rock, paper, scissors. Felix nods. 
Right, so it's one, one, two, three, go, yeah? Yeah, so one, two, three, then show. Yeah. Okay. Ready? One, one two, two, three, three. show. Scissors. Right. right, so yeah, you can go first. No, I get to choose, surely. I won. I had paper. Yeah, I had scissors. Yeah, I think the winner should get to choose whether they go first or second. Right, yeah. Well, I got right. paper and you got scissors. You get to choose. Yeah. Yeah, screw it. I'll go first. Felix nods and says, good luck, and then makes his way up to the sand. Okay, Boomer, let's do this. Okay, cool. So, you walk through a door to the left of the desk and enter a massive open space. You get the feeling that you're deep in the centre of the tree now, with roots coming from floor to ceiling, or ceiling to floor, depending on how you look at it, all around you. You see a battlefield in the middle of the room, with seats either side going up in rows for spectators to sit and watch. Monty waits for you on the other side of the arena. Felix, are you going to stand with Chuck, or are you going to go over to the stands? Uh, no, so Felix will go up to the uh, the stands to get a view of the whole thing. Um, he's a couple of paces behind Chuck, and before Chuck goes on, he... He looks like he's going to go and put his hand on his shoulder, but then kind of decides against it at the last minute and just says, and just goes, go get him. I'm quite looking forward to the day where Felix actually expresses his feelings and uh, tells Chuck something nice. <laughs> Too late. So Monzi looks at you and he says, Charmander, interesting. Me and my team love showing up a fire type. Oh, you're going to be eating those words. Right, let's do this. Okay, so let me quickly explain to you how the gym battles are going to work. This one specifically is a 1v1. No potions, obviously no catching. It's just you and your Pokemon that you've chosen. So, with that, Monty reaches behind his back and pulls out a Pokeball and throws it into the middle of the battlefield. I have a suspicion. I was going to guess what it is. Is it going to be pseudo Wudo? It's not. It is a Lombra. Oh, Ooh, Lombra. Lombre, a water grass Pokemon. Lombre is nocturnal. It will get active after dusk. It is also a mischief maker. When this Pokemon spots ankles, it tucks on their fishing lines from beneath the surface and enjoys their consternation. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to make it too easy for you. <laughs> right, if you're ready, let's roll initiative. Uh, I, I got an 18. Okay, well, you're going first, because I rolled a six. Hey. <laughs> okay. These coaches are always uh, a shit today. Awful. Right, so talk me through the layout of the gym again. So we've got all the roots around. Okay, so the roots aren't really on the battlefield. Pic okay. Picture, like, the gym battles from the anime. So right. So you've got, like, a room with a rectangle with a circle in the middle but it's clear from any obstructions. Yeah. You're at one end, Monty's at the other. We're going to say that they're probably like 25 metres apart, I guess. Yeah. Um, Got it. Um, yeah. All right, so there's no real space to kind of get inventive with strategies around here, so let's uh, let's kick things off. Right. Okay. Boomer, let's go for an ember. And that is a 12 plus 4, so 16. That will hit... So that's a D12 now? D12? Christ. 
Four damage. Okay. Uh, Lombra takes four damage. So, Boomer rears her head back and then just, as she leans forward, just spouts a big burst of flame from her mouth. The flames shoot across the battlefield and hit Lomba straight in the face. Uh, he takes it, but he looks unharmed, really. It's not affected him too much. Monty shouts, nice try. Lombra, use fury swipes. And Lombra runs closer to Charmander and attempts to use a fury swipe. Ooh, is it repetitive like in the games? So how Fury Swipes works is if the move hits, uh, you get to roll a d4. On a 3 or 4, you then get to roll another d4's worth of damage. Then you roll a d4, and on a 3 or 4, you get to roll another d4's worth of damage. And then you get a maximum of up to 4 additional hits from the original hit. So 5 in total maximum. So, roll to hit, and that is a 15. Yeah, that hits. It's at this point I realise that I have not got a d4 to do the damage with, so give me a sec, I'm just going to find one. So you've got about 15 sets, you should have one somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I did go a bit overboard when I was buying dice, not going to lie. But So, rolling a d4, and that is 5 damage in total but he doesn't get the extra roll because I only rolled a one. Okay, cool. So the Lombra rushes across the battlefield and takes a giant swipe at Charmander, conking it right on the nose. It goes to swipe again, but just misses uh, and misses and then misses again. Monty shouts at his Lombra, hang in there, buddy, keep going for it. All right, so Chuck shouts at Boomer, hit back with a scratch attack. Okay, roll to hit. That is a 13. That will not hit. Ah, man, okay. Um, So Charmander swipes her and then misses. Lombra simply steps out of the way and Monty turns to him and says, Lombra, use another Fury Swipes. And rolls a 12 to hit. Does that hit? Nope. So Lomba just takes a furious swipe and then takes another few swipes at Boomer, who manages to dodge all of them and doesn't take any damage. Charmander just sort of deftly scurries behind the Lombra so Lomba doesn't notice. Right, Chuck. Boomer, you're up. Follows up with another scratch. Nat 20. Okay, that'll hit. Uh, So you are going to take... 13 damage. 13, Christ. All right, yep. Lombra takes 13. How does it look? So you can see Boomer just completely winding up and then swings her whole body through for a massive right hook, clobbering the Lombra around the face. Nice. Lombra takes the hit. Uh, Is looking quite hurt at this point. Chuck shouts, yes, big hit. Keep at it. Monty looks up and he says, just because we're down doesn't mean we're out. Lombra, use bubble attack. Is that ranged, so it'd be disadvantaged? Yeah, that's a ranged attack, so with disadvantage, that's... Oh my god, I'm rolling so badly, that's an 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that won't hit either, I'm guessing. Charmander, pop the bubbles with your claw. So Lombra fires off some bubbles. She's like, boop, 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 boop. (laughs) That'll do it. Right, this time, going with the left jab. Scratch attack. 
Nat 20 again. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Christ, got my good 13 rolls. damage then. Jesus. So again, just bop. Smashes Lombra's face. Brilliant. Lombra takes the hit. It's looking pretty battered, but it's still got some fight left in it. And Monty shouts, come on, hang in there. They might have got us in a tight spot, but that's fine. Use energy ball. Ooh. And that's an 18. Ah. Oh. Finally, a good roll. So the Lombra gathers green energy in front of its mouth, forming a green sphere and fires it towards Boomer for a total of 18 damage. Oh my god. Oh, that's a big hit. Big hit. Hang on, but it's halved. Yeah, it is halved because you've got resistance. To nine damage. Oh, yes. Your bacon. Okay, good. It's still a big hit though, to be fair. Yep. Down to 16 HP. Okay. Mm. Charmander's visibly not back by this, but she gets up, wipes it down, and is ready to go. Bit of space in between us now. Uh, how is Lombra looking? Uh, I'm going to do what I should have been doing from the start. and I'm going to say, give me a perception check. Five. Uh, with a five, you can just see that it's out of breath. And <laughs> uh, okay, so not taking any chances here then. We are going to go for... All right. Boomer, use smokescreen between you and Lombra. Smokescreen, interesting. Okay. Ooh. So you need to make a constitution save against my move DC or you'll become blinded while I'm using smokescreen. Right, okay. A blinded creature can repeat the save at the beginning of its turn to remove the effect on a success. Yep, so I get to roll at the beginning of each of my turns. What against a... Against? Well, you tell me what you got. I got a 13. Oh, I got 15. Okay, so Lomba is blinded. I'm assuming it will be disadvantage on attack rolls. Because it says if you make a ranged attack anyway, it's at disadvantage on both creatures inside the smoke because you can't see each other. So a blinded Pokemon can't see and automatically fails any ability check that requires sight. Uh, attack rolls against the creature have advantage, which is good for you, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage, which is not so good for Monty and his Lombra. So that's even if you use a melee attack now as well? Yep, every attack. Got it. Good move, though, actually. So, although Monty can't see Charmander, he says, Lombra, try and find it, use bubble attack. So that's blinded and ranged. So can you get like, double disadvantage? No, you can't get double disadvantage. You just get disadvantage. So with disadvantage, that's a six? Nope. Ain't going to do it. Done hit. Nope. Didn't think so. <laughs> so Lombra fires bubbles into the smoke wildly, uh, just fails to hit anything, let alone Boomer. Cool. Right. Boomer, rushing through the smoke and get him with a scratch. And don't forget, you've got advantage on attack rolls. So that's 15 on the first roll. Nice. And 13 on the second roll. Okay, so, take so 15. that's 15 with advantage. Oh, okay, yep, yeah, that will hit. And then 1d12. Uh, that is <laughs> plus 7. So 7 damage. 7 damage, Christ. Okay, fine. Yep, yeah, takes the 7. Okay, so gonna roll to see if Lombra is still blinded, and oh, 18. 
I'm guessing that means he's not blinded anymore. Yep. So Monty, seeing that he's in a bit of a pickle, just says to Lombra, right, Lombra, time to get real. Let's use energy ball again. And that is... That's a nine, so that won't hit either. (laughs) So Lombra gathers up energy in front of its mouth and fires off a green energy ball into the smoke. Does it just, like, interact with the smoke and just pop? Yeah, yeah as soon as it hits the smoke, it just sort of burns. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a very effective energy ball. Right, let's finish this off. Boomer, Ember attack. That one. <laughs> Finally. So the Ember just catches the rest of the smoke alight and it all just dissipates. So Monty turns to Lombra and says, Right, let's try and recover a little bit. Hit it with an absorb. And that's a 16. Yeah, that hits. Okay, sweet. So a green glow starts to appear around Lombra and then starts to appear around Boomer. And that's going to hit for four damage. But that's halved because you've got resistance to grass attacks. So two. Yep, that'll be two. (laughs) But Lombra is going to get one of that back. Well, it needed it, really. Monty turns back to Lombra and he's like, Yes, come on, keep at it. Okay. Chuck and Boomer, what you got? Right, this time, this time it's going to hit. Use Ember again. And that is uh, 17. Yep, that'll do it. Come on, big roll. 10 damage. Ooh, tell me how you knock it out. Yes! Nice. Boom. Okay, so this time, big breath in. Charging up, charging up and then releases an almighty bellow of flame. And the flames engulf the Lombra. And then once the flame clears, you can just see the Lombra is just sizzling. Ooh, right, okay. Chuck jumps up in the air and pumps his fist. Hi, Cozy here. Just want to say thanks for listening and I hope you're enjoying our first look at a gym battle. Just want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you're all enjoying our attempt at Pokemon D&D and we really appreciate all the support. We've been getting a lot of messages from people saying they're loving the podcast and they're loving the direction we're taking it in. Honestly, it means a lot to us. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a big difference and helps us climb the recommended lists. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow us at MDAD5E on Twitter and Facebook. Follow, like and share and retweet to help us spread the podcast anyway that's enough from me enjoy the rest of the episode Monty withdraws his Lombra and says well done Uh, you put up a great fight then he turns to you and he says I knew I had a good feeling about you great match Chuck and Boomer high five each other and they do like a little sort of flip flap with her tail. Monty looks at you and then over to Felix in the stands and he says, Well, let's hope your friend puts up a fight just as good as that one. He shouts up to Felix, Are you ready? Felix nods and says, Let's do this. Nice. And starts to make his way down from the... Uh... So I guess Chuck and Felix sort of pass each other on the stairs as Chuck's leaving and, uh, and Chuck says, Piece of cake, you can do this. Felix looks at him and goes, let's hope so. 
As you walk down towards the battlefield, Monty looks at you and says, Well, he put up a good fight. Are you going to give us more of the same? Let's try this one. And he reaches behind him, grabs a Pokeball and says, Roselia, go! Oh, what? Uh. Roselia, a grass poison Pokemon. Roselia shoots sharp thorns as projectiles at any opponent that tries to steal the flowers on its arms. The aroma of this Pokemon brings serenity to living things. I'm not going to do any fucking damage. Monty just chuckles and says, I'm not going to make it easy for you. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Felix looks over at Pratchett and says, Okay, buddy, let's do this. Biggest battle so far. I believe in you. Uh, Turtwig looks over his shoulder and gives him a little a little knowing tail shake uh, and he's ready to go. <laughs> the Turtwig twerk. Not quite a twerk. He's not excited yet. He's... Uh, <laughs> see, if he gets if he gets the win, you're going to see the biggest Turtwig twerk. <laughs> right, let's roll initiative. And I got an 11 into my initiative. Ooh. Okay, you're up first. Ooh, okay. Right then. Um, so, yeah, so how far away are we from the Roselia at the moment? Uh, yeah, you're about 15 feet. About 15 feet. Cool. Um, so, say... Shut Pratchett, let's kick things off with a razor leaf. So let's go for a razor leaf. And that is a nine. Yeah, unfortunately that will not hit. So Pratchett shakes himself ready, lets loose with two uh, razored leaves towards this uh, this Roselia, but they just whistle past, hit right. uh, the, the ground behind. Monty looks at you and he says, you're going to have to try better than that. Roselia, use poison sting. Oh, good. So, rolling a 10. Right, well, that's not going to hit. Roselia shoots a poison-like dart from one of her flowers straight at Turtwig, but it just sort of flies over and hits the wall of the gym behind Turtwig. Good. Turtwig sees this um, and is buoyed by this fact that this Roselia's uh, missed again. Uh, missed, not again, missed for the first time. And Felix shouts, Come on, buddy, you can do it this time. Uh, Let's go for another razor leaf. So okay. let's lose with another razor leaf. Uh, and that is a 16 to hit. Ooh, that'll hit. Beautiful. So these two razors, these two very sharp leaves, come out uh, and hit four. Ooh, nice. Ten damage. Okay, ten this is damage. half to five. That is, it is half because of the resistance. Yeah. So Roselia takes five damage. We get a we get a hit hitting these razor leaves, hit into the body of this Roselia. Um, and whilst Pratchett feels like this is a good hit, the Roselia clearly isn't as effective as we, he'd uh, like them to be. Right. Well, Monty sees this and, with encouragement that you're missing as well, says, "Roselia, let's get him with another poison sting." And that is a oh my god! I can't believe it. What is going on today? <laughs> what is going on with my rolls today? It's the same. <laughs> you roll the same. Okay, so Roselia fires off another poison dart, and it, again, it just flies past Turtwig and it hits pretty much pinpoint where the other poison dart is. Beautiful. So that's uh, uh, seeing this again. Pratchett looks over his shoulder to where the uh, poison sting is and feels instantly even more confident. 
And before Felix can even get the full words out, he is let loose with another razor leaf. Uh, and that is an 18 to hit. Right. Well, that Beautiful. Hit, definitely. Let's get a good roll. Uh, so that is seven damage. Oh, okay. We'll halve so that'll that. be halved to three. Yep, that's half to three. So Roselia takes another three damage. Looking okay, though. So these two, yeah, again, two more leaves come out from the side of Pratchett's shell. Actually, no, they don't come out from the side of his shell. They come out from the, the top of his head where he's got his little branch bit as he shakes his head towards this uh, Roselia uh, and hits it again. Right, well, Monty's seeing that the poison stings obviously aren't working. Um, getting a little bit panicked, shouts to Roselia, come on, let's hit it this time, use energy ball. Right, and that is 11. Yes. Christ, honestly, I don't know what's going on with me today. Right, um, Roselia creates a ball of energy in front of her with her two flowers and just fires it at Turtwig. But Turtwig just manages to dodge out the way, I guess. Brilliant. So yeah, Pratchett leaps over this energy ball and as he's in the air, I shout run towards the for him to run towards the Roselia um, and hit him with a tackle. Ooh, tactics change uh, so to go for a tackle instead. So yeah, obviously okay. uses his movement to run into uh, dodges out the way this energy ball, runs towards the Roselia, gets right. a seventeen. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Nice and it's only a D six though. Not loads. Uh, so yeah, six. So he does seven damage on that tackle. Ooh, okay, big hit. But using a reaction, Monty shouts, "You stun spore!" Oh no. Yeah. So as Turtwig's tackle hits, Roselia uses a spore to cover Turtwig, trying to paralyze it. And you need to make a con save against my move DC, Ooh. or get paralyzed. Yeah, it's a saving throw at least, so I've got a, a nice con. No, good for someone. Oh, yes. Uh, so I got an 18, but I add four to that, so 22. <laughs> well, that'll definitely do it. Uh, beats the 15 yes. I got. So Roselia's score just sort of falls off Pratchett. I shout, that's it, Pratchett. Get in there. He's absolutely bossing. He fucking did, didn't he? Just like whooping from the... Okay, Monty sees that the stun spore had no effect and shouts, use a poison sting for a 40. That would hit, but I'm going to use a reaction and tell Pratchett to use withdraw. Yes, Which nice. adds two to my AC, so that means it misses. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Okay, so Roselia fires another poison sting towards Pratchett, but Pratchett just sort of gets inside its shell, protects itself, and the poison sting just bounces straight off and has absolutely no effect. Perfect. So yeah, uh, after being withdrawn, all you can see is just the top of the little leaves poking out and just a pair of eyes through the side of his shell. Um, <laughs> well, I guess he's, he doesn't go into his shell, does he? he goes into a little ball and that's all you can see is of his face. Um, but he's ready to go. Uh, and I shout... That's it, Pratchett. Go for another tackle. Okay, keeping it close. That's away. a 19 to hit. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. That'll hit. And he will do... Four damage. Four, right, okay. Roselia takes the tackle and responds with a stun score. Oh, shit, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, so you've got a roll against my move DC. 
Uh, ooh, that's 12. Oh, yeah, that'll Sweet. do it. Yeah, saved yourself against the stun spore. Um, Monty then turns to Rosselli and says, Quick, use another poison sting. And that's a 12. 12 doesn't hit. Honestly, I've not rolled this badly in a long time. You're not much of a gym leader, are you? I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Pratchett has had some success with the tackle so far. I think we're going to have to risk it and go for another one. All right. Oh, yes, that's 21 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, So that does six damage. Oh, that's good. Okay, big hit on the Rosalia. Takes another blow to the chest as Pratchett smashes in with his face. Nice. Uh, Rosalia immediately responds with another stun spore as a reaction. So you've got to roll again. 14. Oh my god, yeah, fine. Yes. Not stunned. This is a hardy, hardy turtwig. Yeah, you're not joking. Um, right, Monty is wanting to end this battle quite quickly. So he tells Rosalia to fire up an energy ball one more time right going for it this time let's go for a good roll and an 18 that does hit well it's about time you took some damage my rolls have been absolutely <laughs> terrible today right so roll in that's a 2d8 plus move so that's going to be 12 damage but that is halved because of resistance which is then halved yes that's probably a good thing so that means I have no temporary hit points left. Good. How many HP do you have left? Uh, 22. Right, okay, cool. He's only taken a couple of hits, but those 10 temporary hit, uh, hit points have been very handy. Yeah, you're telling me. Cool. Um, so, seeing this energy ball hit, Felix kind of wants to put some range back in. Uh, as he knows, his luck will only run out soon with the stun spores. So shout for for Pratchett to back up and let loose with another Razor Leaf. Nice. Which is a 16 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. And it is a D8. Uh, Which does 7 damage, so halved to 3. Yep, halved because of the resistance, which is kind of good. Right, Rosalia takes the hit. Tenth battle this tough battle yeah well it'd be easier if i was rolling better right monty sees the powerful impact of the last energy ball and says use another energy ball so roselia fires up an energy ball and launches it towards turtwig and that is a 13 to hit 13 is my ac so i again out for pratchett to withdraw as this energy ball is coming towards him so that adds two to my ac so it misses okay well tell me what happens when turtwig uses withdraw pratchett tucks his head and his limbs back into itself so it's curled up into a little ball and spins around so it's shield uh, it's shield its shell takes the uh, the blow um it doesn't do any damage whilst he's still spinning uh, i shout for him to let loose with a razor leaf Ooh, nice okay so the in one sort of fell movement he spins takes the hit on the shell spins back round and lets loose with the uh, the razor leaf from the top of its head right uh, and because it's spinning uh, he's very disorientated and gets an eight so that definitely <laughs> misses no that will not hit Rosario. the uh, the two razor leaves just fly off completely in the wrong direction and hit hit the tree to the side right okay well straight away without thinking Monty says let's use another poison sting and that is a 14 
Oh, I'm going to have to. Uh, okay. Uh, so, again, I'm going to use my last withdraw so that, again, that misses as well. So, whilst he's spinning, he's still tucked in this little ball. Uh, just thankfully, the poison sting lands on his shell as he's spinning round. Felix is still being kind of strong and silent and not joking around. And he's very keen to get his first badge. Um, so he shouts for Turtwig to stop spinning and plant himself uh, and goes, really aim for this one. Come on, let's get him with a razor leaf. So we go for another razor leaf, which is a 14. Ooh, yep, that'll hit it on the nose. Beautiful. Good shot. And that does eight damage, so half to four. Okay, tell me what it looks like. Again, these two two razor sharp leaves leave Turtwig's head as he does a little head bang essentially and slams into the, uh, the two arms of the, the Roselia. Okay, Monty shouts at Roselia, don't give up, we can still do this, use another poison sting. And that is going to be a 17. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, that hits. Finally. That would have withdrawal wouldn't have even done anything there no i think we got lucky with that one oh. all right seeing the poison sting hit chuck and boomer are just clutching the front of the railings just barely can barely watch okay that's gonna do three damage but because it's poison type that'll get doubled to six Oof, double at least to it's six. a weak move okay oh I mean, yeah yeah thank christ with the poison sting hitting and doing the damage monty jumps and he's like yes come on roselia Felix immediately takes offence to the fact that um, Monty is celebrating the fact that Pokemon's getting hurt. <laughs> um, so uh, he shouts, Pratchett, we've got to finish this off quick. Charge in there and hit him with a tackle. So we're going back in, so he's charging towards him. He's going to go in for another tackle, which is a 14. Uh, yep, that'll hit. Beautiful. Oh, come on, let's get a nice bit of damage. Oh, it's only three damage. Uh, you're chipping away at it. Um just enough <sighs> right after taking the tackle attack Roselia is going to respond by using a reaction and uses its last stun spore oh I was really hoping they were all gone nope this is the last one so better make it count right you've got to make a con save 16 oh god yeah oh wow yes <laughs> this is a hardy hardy pratchet <sighs> I thought I'd got you this time. Right, Monty shouts, quickly, hit it with another poison sting. And that's a 19. Oh, yeah, that hits. So that's going to do six damage, which is doubled to 12. And because I rolled a 19, Pratchett is now poisoned. After, oh, that's after doubling. <laughs> I was worried then. Right. So it doubles to 12. Fuck. Okay, so you see this poison Pratchett, and he's immediately sort of on his knees. You do see that he starts to glow Ooh. with a green energy. Okay, yep. And that immediately signals to, Pratt, to Felix that this battle has got quite dire. <laughs> um, so to try and lengthen this battle, I am going to go for an absorb. Ooh, nice. Okay. So Turtwig is going to go for an absorb. Uh, he gets a 14. So 17 to hit. Uh, yep, that'll definitely hit. It's only a D4 though. So I need a 3 plus 3. So it does 6 damage. Yep, uh, minus the resistance. Oh no. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to get halved to three, and then you're going to gain one HP. Okay. That's not the best. So, yeah. Turtwig, Pratchett, sort of tenses his body and reaches out with these bulbs that hit Roselia and look like they're doing a good bit of damage, but actually, yeah, only just gives him some health back. Chuck and Boomer just shout over the balcony. They're like, come on, Felix, you can do this. So Monty, getting the feeling that this battle is sort of coming to a close, tells Roselia, right, we've got to try and finish it off as quick as possible. Use another poison sting. Oh, oh no, shit. And that is... Don't say you've crit. Uh, 12. <laughs> No, that misses. Yes. The way, the way you look, Quincy, then just really reminds me of the between us. Your mic was covering your mouth then as well, so it didn't, I couldn't tell if it was a happy smile or. A... It was definitely not a happy <sighs> smile. Right. Okay. You're up. What are you gonna do? Okay. The thing, things are getting desperate now. I shout to Pratchett. Use all your remaining strength. Get in there with the tackle. Okay. Oh, that's a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely hit. And he does. Oh, it does five damage. Ooh. Tell me how you knock it out. Yes! Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, so Pratchett is pretty much on his knees at this point. He's really, really struggling. But he hears me shout, and he can hear this sort of crowd shouting and stuff as well, and he just summons his last sort of bit of strength. He's already up in the up in the melee with uh, with Roselia. And he just kind of pushes off all fours, head first, with as much force as he can, and slams straight into the belly of this Roselia. So Felix withdraws with Celia and says, well done, buddy. That was a great fight. And then he turns to you and says, that was an amazing battle. I've not had one that close in a long time. Here, you've earned this. And he hands over to you a small badge in the shape of a leaf. He says, this is the leaf badge. Chuck and Boomer rush down the stairs and Chuck just gives Felix a massive slap on the back and slings his arm around him. Felix is sunk to his knees with a with exhaustion at this point. So Monty addresses both of you and he says, Congratulations, you've both won your first gym badge. Woo! Beautiful. For winning, you both receive 1,500 Poke Yen each. Lovely. And for beating me, the gym leader, I've got a little something extra special for you. A TM. Ooh. And he hands you both a small little disc and says, this is Energy Ball. Oh, nice. nice. I didn't mean to give you a move quite so powerful so early on in the game, but there isn't a lot of choices for grass-type TMs in this. <laughs> so uh, you get what you're given. That is fantastic for, for me. Mm, could be interesting for me, depending on if anything can learn it of mine. Oh, I guess, yeah, so... Felix kind of slowly stands up 
um, and beckons for for Pratchett to, to come over, who sort of has dusted himself off and slowly makes his way over. Let's say, that was awesome, buddy. I can't believe we pulled that off. And Turtwig does a little Turtwig twerk to celebrate as he sees the leaf badge in my hand. Good to see a little Turtwig twerk. Turtwig just twerking Beautiful. away. Twerking we away. Trying to imitate, but not doing it very well. <laughs> right, cool. let's do XP. Big chunk, please. Oh, yeah. So... So, Chuck, for beating Lombre, Lombre. you are getting 2,100 XP. Okay. So what does that put Boomer on now? Boomer's on 8,600 now, then. Woof. Nice. Nice. You're going to be close to levelling up soon. And I had to do a bit of balancing because of the way the uh, XP sort of works. So, Felix, you get a little more. What? Lovely. Yeah, I know, but I had to balance it out. So Turtwig is going to get 2,200, so it's not that much more. Or you could just make it the same. Well, I could just make it the same, you're right, but I thought I'd make it fair. Or I could just take XP off well, Jack. That's not fair on Jack, then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I've done it this way. Whatever, it's fine. It's... No, Jack, you're going to get 2,200. It's only 100 more. Okay, beautiful. I... Doesn't level me up anyway, so it's fine. So, what does that put uh, Pratchett at? Four eight three eight. Now, I was hoping you might give me enough to evolve, but I have to wait for something big. Well, as always, next time you're not far off. Anyway, uh, Felix, I'm assuming you are going to want to use your new TM on Pratchett. I'm just looking at it now, and I definitely do. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So as soon as um, Monty over the TM um, and he tells us what it is. Turtwig is looking very eager to learn this after seeing the, the Roselia unleash with it earlier in battle. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to teach it Energy Ball I think. So I'm going to have to forget a move here, aren't I? Yeah, you can only have uh, four. So it's not, in theory it's good, but it's not been very good for me so far. I'm going to Pratchett will forget Absorb. Ooh, okay. Uh, and he will learn Energy Ball instead. I'd say that was a good replacement. So I guess we do a bit of a, like a training montage kind of thing. Of <laughs> like Rocky style running up the gym steps. Briefly. Um, <laughs> I would like to think that you sort of plug the little disc into your watch or something and it comes up with a little tutorial video that they can learn from. Uh, yeah, actually, that's not a bad shout. That or the you just plug it into your watch and your Pokemon automatically knows it. But if you want to do a training montage with a tutorial video, that is up to you. Beautiful. Sounds great. Right, well, that's it. You got your first gym badge. Nice. Gym badge. Love that. Do you get any, like, perks for having the gym badge? Gym badge. No, not in this world. Okay. Just respect from other people, potentially. Just respect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It might, you know, help. In other places, you might be able to use them to get into some buildings or whatever, but uh, at the moment, no. Chuck adds his badge to his headband. Well, if you had a badge case, Chuck would probably just lose it. He seems the definite type. That's it for today, and a pretty good episode it was too, especially with that gym battle, them both getting their first gym badges. Exciting. Thank you for listening to us right to the end, and we hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did recording it. Don't forget you can follow us on social media at MDAD5E, follow, like, and share. If you could leave us a review, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, it would really help us out. We'll be back with episode 8 on the 6th of October, so see you next time.